Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to um, week three of, uh, welcome, first of all, welcome back to David Ashley Podcast. I appreciate you. Uh, welcome back to week three of Black Love Celebration, Black History Month, Black Relationships, Black Marriages. Um, this will be um, episode, well, um, part two of the David and Nicole Martin uh, episode. Man, last week's was good, wasn't it? Like people are responding to um, people love relationships. So you all are responding pretty well to the relationship um to you know the black love celebration so i appreciate you perhaps i should do this more often i think i may um extend this one more week since this was a two-parter i think i may extend this uh you know into the first week of march uh we'll see um uh yeah yeah i happy you know i hope you all valentine's day went well um you can see how mine went you know listen uh you know I'm no singer. I know that. You know, I could hold a tune depending on what note I'm at, uh, note I'm on at. I don't know. Um, so what you heard last week was just, and whatever, I've, I've shared music with you all before. I forgot what episode that was where I shared my two. Um, yeah, I'm still going to make a uh, an EP. I don't know if that EP is going to be full of uh, um, snippets, full of interludes, I'm sorry. Or if it's going to be full of songs, it might be a mix, but um, I'm changing the direction of what that um, EP is, man, just because, you know, life changes, inspirations change, so you kind of got to uh, go with the flow there. Um, anyway, I you know what? that I had that that uh, chorus in my head for years, actually, and then one day I woke up with that, um, with that baby face uh, live version of Two Occasions. And I don't play the piano, but I just, I was able to find those notes. And I was like, oh, shoot. I thought about those notes one morning and I was like, oh, let's go. And then I just did it, you know, threw it out there. I'm still working on it. You know, like if you've heard it since the last time, uh, it's down now. But if you heard it after the first time, which I don't know why you would come back and listen to it. But if you did come back and listen to it, it was different than when I first put it up. So, you know, I went back and. You know, just kind of tweak some stuff. It was um, the second verse was a little off. But uh, anyway, I enjoy making music, not doing it for a living. I just, you know what I mean? You grow up singing songs and, and writing songs. So that actually was the first song that I ever, uh, the first full song. It was only, you know what I'm saying, almost three minutes long. But that was the first song that I um, ever fully, uh, it was the first full song that I wrote and produced and sang on you know um but again <clears throat> y'all let me tell you what's hard singing <laughs> like even if you can sing i can imagine so there's this guy on um on on uh instagram he was breaking down uh beat it he's breaking down songs this is something he's doing during quarantine he was breaking down the song beat it and how many layers were on there when he got to michael jackson's vocal this was just yesterday he went to got to michael jackson's vocals and he was talking about how bare it was just his vocals you know his raw vocals without the music and uh, he was talking about how intimate it is and yo when you when you're only listening to that track it's brutal it's brutal, especially if you're not like a singer. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not a singer. So I'm like, I'm, I keep recording it based on some stuff that I just don't have. I don't know. <laughs> so at one point in time, I was like, dog, what are you doing? You just gotta, you just gotta put it. You, you're not going to get a Luther take right on, on any of this. So, uh, thanks for the feedback. You know what I mean? I didn't get too much, but I got the the little feedback I did, and I appreciate it. Some people felt me on that Cupid tip. You know what I mean? Um, Cupid ain't Cupid ain't shit. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, I hope you um, had a happy Valentine's Day. I hope that that's not the only day you show your your appreciation to your your woman or your man. Even though this is a woman's holiday, we know that guys. We're supposed to deck it out you know anyway so 
Next Voices you will hear is part two of uh, the wonderful uh, David and Nicole Martin uh, interview, part two of that interview. All right. All right, y'all be cool. So Dave, you, it's, so now fast forward a little bit, you are, are, are engaged and the wedding is coming up and you are laid off. Is that correct? That's yeah, that's correct. Like um, how soon before now, how, how long before so let me, the wedding? Let me back a little bit. Let me tell you a little funny story about the engagement too, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So right before I decided, you know, to propose or when it was time to propose, I had the ring made by a jeweler down in Atlanta. So I picked up the things and I went down and I called Nicole's dad and was like, hey, Mr. Rivers, I'm going to be in town in Atlanta. I want to swing by a stop at the house, which I do every time I was down there anyway. Now, mind you, we were. Oh, no, go ahead. Or what? Nothing. Go ahead. This was a different time. So I was, you know, called him, was like, hey, I'm coming in Atlanta. I said, but don't tell Nicole I'm in town, you know. And he was like, oh, 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 okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I go by the house, you know, whatever. I was like, hey, what time are you going to be there? So I got a doctor's appointment at like 1 o'clock or whatever or something like that. So I'm like, cool, I'll come by like 11, you know. So I get down to the house and, you know, knock on the door. And I'm like, you know, Mr. Rivers is retired. Mr. Rivers is still working. I get there and they both at the house. Mr. Rivers there too. I'm like, hey, um, how are you? You know, you supposed to be working? She said, no, I just decided to stay home today. <laughs> Never <laughs> so, takes off work. So I go with him and we sit down. And as soon as I walk in the kitchen, I kind of looked at him, you know, like, hey. And she was like, well, I'll just go downstairs and watch TV, let you guys talk. <laughs> so I Love sit down at the table with Mr. Rivers. Ms. Rivers turns the TV on downstairs and she, you know, she usually has a volume on like 25. She got the volume on three. That is, good. that is good. So I sit down and talk to him. I said, Mr. Rivers, hey, um, I want to sit down and talk to you, you know, because, you know, we, you know, Nicole and I have been together for a while. We've got David, which wasn't planned to have him before. But, uh, you know, dot, 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 I do want to, I'd like to ask your, you know, permission because I like to, you know, ask Nicole to marry me. That's for him in marriage. He leans back. He said, oh, today, oh, man. He said, every father, you know, kind of thinks about what do you say to the man who asked for your daughter's hand in marriage? He said, you know what? Let's 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 see what the good book says about it. (laughs) He goes up the stairs, comes back down in 12 seconds flat with the Bible already turned to the page in the Bible about about marriage. So we we read some scripture together. We prayed about it. And he said to me, you know, what, I said, you know, he was like, nothing made me happier than to have you as a son-in-law. He said, I love you. I love your relationship. You've always been, you know, a great person. And I have I would love to, you know, have yeah. you as, you know, part of our family and, you know, its future. And he said, honestly, I don't, you know, tell to me people these things too, but you know, you may not know, but our oldest son was, you know, born before we were married. And I was like, Wow, I never knew that. And he was like, So, you know, I've always, you know, respected you and and you know, excited about you. And he was like, Hey, uh, Carol. Carol, huh? Uh-huh. No one she could hear him. And she comes right. upstairs and he was like, uh, she just stands there grinning. And he said, This <laughs> young man has just asked for our daughter's hand in marriage. Oh, thank you. He hit with the Hercules, Hercules. Mrs. He's just so Rivers. excited. But... Oh, Mrs. So we, we oh, you know, had a couple of tears, cried a little bit, hugged and all this stuff, and came back and just had a great opportunity to really build like that from, you know, on that side too. Okay. So, you know, so that was that's that a great, great that's a great segue. I mean, because, you know, uh, I mean, confidence. One one of the things when I would ask you, I always ask married couples, but when I would ask ask you about, you know, some of the things that you find valuable, um, you know, in your marriage and that you can kind of draw upon. And you said, man, try if you can to make sure um, that you get along with your in laws. Absolutely, you said, because that's yeah. a great um, part of your relationship with Nicole is that you have your own separate relationship and uh, own healthy separate. Uh, great, productive, you know what I'm saying, beautiful relationship with her yeah. parents. So when it comes to um, you get laid off and, and you know, you're about to get married, <laughs> the wedding, and, you know, you all get a, you know, it's, you get, you get the help that you need from the in-laws. Yeah. So, so what happened, we, we, I had just moved the family from Nashville to Nicole, Dave and I to Dallas yeah, for yeah, the opportunity, yeah. you know, this thing. And the job opportunity didn't work out the way I planned. Um, I wasn't happy there, you know, all this stuff worked out. So when layoff times come, um, actually what's funny is I was happy to get laid off because I didn't, I wasn't happy at all, but I was pissed off at the same time because you don't lay me off. You know, right, I, right. I, I, I lay you off, you don't I lay me you. off. I lay you off. <laughs> right. so I was mad and at the same time, but at the same time we're trying to plan a wedding and trying to pay for that. 
So, and, you know, at the time, we, you know, late 20s, had established our life, you know, doing well. And we had planned to pay for things. We started making deposits, paying for things. And then Nicole's, you know, parents called us and they called us both and we put on speaker phones like, hey, we know that, you know, they right now is in the transition, all this stuff. And we don't want you guys to be worried about things like that. You let us know whatever it is and we'll take care of any of the, you know, expenses that haven't already been taken care of for the wedding. Wow. I, we don't even Beautiful. want y'all to worry about that. Beautiful. We'll Beautiful. we'll take care of all those things, which was a true blessing because I wasn't, we weren't going to ask for a single penny. Some of my other family members on my mom's side is, and my dad's also contributed, you know, and some things to, to some of the things such as like the DJ or the cake, you know, picked up some of those little things. Okay. But Nicole's parents were like, hey, whatever is whatever the balance is after, you know, everybody contributes, we'll take care of the rest. And oh, I was like, beautiful. man, it's a beautiful, that's beautiful blessing. That's beautiful. beautiful. Blessing. But, but you're right, man, having that relationship with the in-laws is... Yeah. is them. Now, I, I tell people sometimes, too, is like it's not required or mandatory you have a great relationship with your in-laws, but if you don't have a good relationship with your yeah. in-laws, you're going to have tension. There's going to be problems. You yeah, make know, it harder, yeah. It, it okay. really will make it significantly harder if you don't. So, I mean, I, okay. I absolutely love and, and you know, cherish my in-laws bro, from brothers-in-law to parents-in-law. I mean, they all these call them, <laughs> I call them mom and dad and brother. Yeah. I don't refer to them as in-laws. So That's I love beautiful. Them so much, man. That's beautiful. So, you got the bouncing baby boy. Who's you know who's about to be six five by the way, just <laughs> intelligent and and just you know everything you would want, um, but at the time, he is what th- what three or four by the time you get ready. Now talk to me about the decision to have number two. Was it always a, uh, well you know both of you if you can just kind of add to it and t- tell talk me through what that decision was like and and was it did you want it earlier than her did you want it right after like how how did that uh, decision come about? Yeah, well, um, initially, <laughs> our our conversation said we were planning on having four kids. <laughs> um, Let's get it. Yeah, we cut, yes. we, we changed that real quick. It yeah, we had to happen. <laughs> nope, you <Yeah. sure> can't. <laughs> Hey, if, if so, I got a urologist that owes me a hell of a check. <laughs> I said, what, what's, what's my man named Cromartie got? He on his eighth hey. one after the after hey. the snip. So, you know. Nicole, so go ahead. I'm sorry. You you talked about four. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just time, life, as we grew and as we matured and we talked about our desires and what we wanted to do. Um, as a family, you know, the way we wanted to travel, um, careers, you know, we just looked at everything. And so we were like, Hey, let's go for number two and Mm. we'll figure it out. Once number two comes, you know, if it's a boy, then we'll revisit. If it's a girl, then it would be a wrap. Then party over. Really? And (laughs) we went in there that 20 week appointment to find out. He said hey. it was a hamburger. It was a we're having a girl. So we were like, and we're good. The first one was a hot dog and an ultrasound. The second one I saw a hamburger. It was like before the doctor even said it, he was really? like, hamburger. That first of all, whose whose terminology is this? Because this is hysterical right I'm now. I'm telling you, the boys are ultrasound like a hot dog, the girls are like a hamburger. Say, wow. You know, the, so, the, the nether the nether region. You can the, tell yeah. that. Give me so that. was Madison talking already? Because I'm sure she has some kind of communication. She's Madison 27 right now. She was Goodness talking. gracious. Madison was beatboxing and, and talking in the womb. Oh, man. So oh, so number two is here. Talk to me about like um, how you felt the second time around. Was it muscle memory or was it different because you had had a child already and you know you have to worry about more things with more people? Well, and not only that, we were also all in the same house. Got it. Oh, um, okay. And don't forget Phoebe. You know, oh, Phoebe. God bless Phoebe. She oh, was there too. Oh, she made the trip. Phoebe. It was tough on Dave, but she made it. Um, oh, so Phoebe. Dave and a three-year-old while I was pregnant. Phoebe and... was their dog, by the way, you all. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Phoebe we get to talking. Dog. Phoebe was a dog. Shout out to Phoebe. First... First dog I ever had, like, a long-going thing with. I appreciate you, Phoebe. I see you. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, And so we were all in the house in Texas together. And in Texas, we also didn't have the network that we had in Nashville. Mm. So there weren't, um, you know, like, long-term friends. We didn't have any family out there. It was just us on a (laughs) cul-de-sac. Wow. And so... um, 
I think it was different because of the fact that we were experiencing it all together. You know, previously I was pregnant and if I felt like crying over a commercial, I could sit there and cry over a commercial and nobody was asking me any questions, mm, you know, mm-hmm, but now it's mm-hmm. no the kid wants to know why I'm crying and Dave's sitting here like, you need some water? <laughs> like, you want uh, ice cream or something? Like, what, you need a honey bun? <laughs> like, right. You just want to be you. At the same time, pregnant number two, Nicole's in grad school. Oh, that's oh, right. So that. she, had already, she had started grad school as well. So Before, she, like, Madison while she was born, pregnant with Madison. Madison was born. She had just finished her first year of her master's program and had one more year to go. So literally, it was right yep. in the middle of her program. Got it. So yeah. a lot was going on. Safe oh, to yeah. say. Okay. And so Madison's born, and now y'all got two kids and a dog. Ooh. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and an opportunity comes for um for Nashville to come back to Nashville. Yeah. yeah. I was still on maternity leave. Wow. I had not returned and Dave came to the table and he was like, hey, you know, when you have this conversation, it was like, look, if it's going to happen, it has to happen before my maternity leave is over. Got it. Got it. Because I didn't want to go back to work and then, you know, it was going to be a lot of transition. Like the kid went to school, but no, we got to take the kids back out of school because David's school actually flooded before I delivered. So he wasn't going in daycare either because the school was closed. Got it. So literally, it was almost like a little mini pandemic. Like literally, everybody was home. (laughs) And so um, it was was a conversation of, okay, so if this is going to happen, the preference is that it happens before. If not, we're going to have to let the school year play out, Mm -hmm. and then we can revisit. And we made a trip to Nashville. Wow, um, yeah. We I remember were, that I story. That was a beautiful story. My yeah. brought her kid over too because our kids are a couple of months apart, our youngest. Um, and, you know, we were all like saying our goodbyes and I was trying not to cry and keep it back together because <laughs> we were going back to Texas. Like, okay. And Dave yeah. got that call. So we had been there for a week. We went up for a week and stayed in some timeshare just to kind of go visit Nashville. And mm-hmm. it was. We missed it. We enjoyed it. And while I was there, I scheduled the interview that I got Nicole about during the week I was there. I was like, hey, I'm already going to be in Nashville that week. Instead of, you know, doing over the phone or whatever, I'll be in person. You know, they were like, well, cool. We'll just schedule it for you to come in here and spend the day with us, you know, when, when you're in town. So, matter of fact, we extended our trip because they were out of town. So, I interviewed there, I think, like on a Friday. It was like several hours, six, seven hours all day on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. The day we were packing up to leave to, you know, get ready to, to come back to um Dallas, we had driven because we had the, the little ones. So uh-huh, it was easy right. to load up the cars and drive. So literally, I interviewed all day. I think I got done like around 2, 3 o'clock. And we would load up the car at like 4 o'clock. My phone rings and it was, you know, the company I'm working for now. And they called me and said, like, hey, we just want to let you know that, you know, I know you just interviewed today, but we all got a chance to talk this afternoon. We were all, you know, so impressed. So we want to go ahead and let you know that we were going to put together an offer. We left like that here. Yo, while you're still in so, Nashville. While I'm still in Nashville, I just interviewed. I just left because, you know, Man, the way I, would throw this mic. Like I, had, I had like four interviews in the same day, marathon day, because they knew I was out of town. So they were like, they stacked everybody. I mean, I yeah. met with everybody from the CFO of the business unit to the direct manager. I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, yeah. It, it was, they, I think they went in the hall and found who was available. Hey, why don't you come in and interview him Hilarious, too while you're here? Yeah. To get the thoughts. <laughs> But literally the same day I interviewed, within a couple of hours, change, I got home, changed clothes, and started loading the car. And they called me, was like, "Hey, we got a chance to talk. We want to let you know we, we want to put together an offer and, and have you here." So I went outside, answered the phone, came back inside, looked in the cold, and I was like, "Look, you know, um, they just called me and want to make an offer." So those tears of sadness came to tears of joy to the point yeah. where we, we called the timeshare office and like, "Hey, can we extend our our trip to a couple I'm days?" Yeah, <laughs> we excited. So we that's some movie like, stuff, man. That same that's... day that we. Sad about leaving, Man. we got the call that we were coming back. Okay, that's that's. So let me tell you this: what was crazy is that, I, and I was like, you know what? Let's pray about it. And you know, saying so, the couple of days we drove back, we drove back to Nashville from you know Dallas. We were literally getting off the highway on our exit, and beside us yeah. pulls up a U-Haul with Tennessee across the side of the U-Haul. You know, you shut all up, stop state, playing. You know, yeah, 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 us. yeah. We're getting off our exit at home in Texas, <laughs> and the U-Haul that pulls up right beside us, it says the big side of the U-Haul says Tennessee. I looked up, I said, Nicole, look at this. Nicole looked up, she's like, I hear you, Lord. And at that yeah. point, oh, we started packing beautiful. the day we got back. We started packing, it was like, I that's hear you. Beautiful. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Um, all right. So, you know, I guess more of the technical side. What, what, um... What is your philosophy on um, 
conflict if there is one like what do you how did you did you talk about it beforehand how are you gonna handle it um i mean i remember you know and i've shared it on here before just about you know a situation i didn't use any names but that i kind of watch you all you had all had already worked it out but i got to hear how it was worked out so if you could just share some of your um you know some of your items some items a few items about conflict and how you you know, yeah. like to handle it. Some I'll missteps early on, some some growth, like just some uh just some stuff. Yeah. So I'll start with that one. I think first and foremost, um communication is the key to working through all these things. Being open and honest and, and having the communication about things early are are better than later. So I know Nicole had just had traditionally been one where she was a little more reserved, didn't express things. I mean, I would do things that I would understand would irritate her or be wrong. I have a tendency sometimes for my tone to not be the best or from, you know, not in presence of mind to think about what I'm saying and how I'm saying it to do. And I know that it would sometimes hurt her feelings the way I would say things, but she wouldn't say anything and I could tell that it would bother her. So I'd be like, look, you know, let's let's talk through it. I know it did, you know, talk, you know, talk to me. I want you to, you know, be able to come yeah. forward express how you feel. Because I don't want you to feel like you got to just be unhappy with something, but you can't say something about it. Or you have to wait till something big to say something about so then these small things that I can correct or manage my, you know, my responses differently kind of go unaddressed to the point where it builds up and becomes a frustration or okay. something like that or something and, that becomes bigger later. And Nicole, was that um, with you not being as, I mean, you're, you're not a pushover by any means, but but you not being as boisterous and more, you know, reserved like Mrs. Rivers. You, you kind of like, hey, you know, and then Dave being the complete opposite, did that keep you from from speaking up for some things that you may have thought were, you know, that you didn't like how this happened. You didn't like how whatever, you know what I mean? Like, did that keep you from speaking up at any time? Um, I think more so than that, it was trying to, you know, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Oh, man. Sometimes, you know, and, and we see it when we watch other relationships or even in films or whatever, we, we see others and you're so busy arguing your point that you don't have an ear or a heart to hear what the other person is trying to say as well. And so for me, it was kind of a no, like stop for a minute, put yourself in his shoes, see it from another perspective. Like don't only look at it from my lens, look at how it's being explained, look at how else this could be handled besides, you know, only my way being the right way. Got it. And okay. so it was just kind of trying to take a moment to think things through so you don't get that emotional reaction. Got it. Which isn't always productive. So that sounds good, but let me get a real on that. Thing. Here we go. Here we that's, go. that's the that's the nice <laughs> PR answer. Nicole also traditionally um, isn't as comfortable having tough conversations. You know, I'm I'm more transparent. I'm more open. Like, look, I know I was wrong. Hey, I apologize. You know, or let's talk about some. Wait, know. is that wait, wait, wait? Is that true, Nicole? Not is that true, but how do you feel about it? Does that ring true to you? It does. Okay. And then Nicole's okay. has traditionally been one where, you know, um, if it's something that is not positive or not as favorable, you know, it's not just the seek person stand of which I hear, but it's been more of a uh, kind of avoid the conversation because it's just not as comfortable for her to have tough conversations or, or conversations that aren't, you know, great and all as well. You okay. Know? Now, now, okay. If we can now, I don't want to. I don't want to um hold on. No let's, let's break there. Uh, yeah, let's let's break there and we'll come right back because we've been on for a while. Let's break there and we'll come right back. All right, so um we we're into the conflict portion. If you're just joining with well, the same radio, so they wouldn't just be joining us. Nobody goes right to this part in the podcast. So um, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Um, I want to act like if you're just joining us, uh, we have David and Nicole Martin uh, on the line here. And they're telling us about the trials and tribulations and the joy of marriage. So um, so now I, if we can't get into the situation that um, I, I, I don't want to set it up. But it's the one that we talked about on Zoom, the situation where uh, about the, the situation about the phone. And then I'll just let y'all go. And I'm going to ask both, you know, I'm going to I'm going to ping pong both. So, you know, Nicole, you cool? Yeah. Let's Dave, do it. you cool? All day. All right. Let's get it. So 
Now, let me let Nicole. Yeah, I want to hear Nicole's portion of what had happened first. Oh, for sure. Okay. So, in a pandemic, learning at home. Hey there, David. Did you finish your assignments? Yes. You sure you finished your assignments? Yes. Okay. All right, let me see. Assignment wasn't finished. You knew you weren't finished. That's lying. You may not be dishonest. Your phone is mine because you've been playing on your phone with your friends instead of getting your work done. Mm, got it. Go in there, get your work finished. The end. Now, at this point, Dave was actually out of the house. He went into the office for the day. And so dealt with it, took his phone, the end. Dave came home. It was, hey, we need to drop this off. I need to make a stop over here. We're going to grab dinner and we'll head back home. Okay. Cool. So we all hop in the car. We make a stop, drop it off here. I pick up mine because I had to do a pickup or something. Mm -hmm. We head back, we get food. We stop at the gas station. Dave's like, hey, David, turn your phone on. Like, can you find, you know, use your flashlight on your phone to find the mask on the floor or something like that. Something you asked him to do to look on the floor with his flashlight with his phone. Okay. And uh, he was like, yeah, I don't have my phone. And he was like, oh. Uh -huh. Dave was like. What? I'm just thinking you left it at home. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> right. So we go into the gas station, you know, kids get desserts treats, you know, whatever, ride back in the car. And was it once we got to the house? This one going. Once we got to the house, Dave saw no, David's I phone wanted to change clothes. on our bed. I was selling my work, but I was selling the slacks okay. and button down. So I went in the room to change clothes. And that's when he saw David's phone on the bed, which is where it goes when it is taken. Mm, okay. And so then Dave was like, did he lose his phone? Yep. He lied to me earlier. I took his phone. So then it was, you didn't, you, you know, you didn't tell me any of this. Like we've been out. We made a stop here. We made a stop here. We're grabbing food, like laughing and kicking it. Like everything is fine. He got a dessert, you know, like got a sweet treat at the gas station. That's not something we do every day. You know, we're not rewarding that kind of behavior you should have said something to me, even if you send me a message, like knowing I'm in meetings, whatever, at least just send, excuse me, a text message so that I would know so that I can respond differently. Okay. And so, so wait, wait a minute. I just want to hear Nicole's. So what was your, what was your plan and what did to you, what was happening? How were you intending on handling the situation? Were you intending on telling him? Did you just want to wait a little bit? Like, what was your your strategy, if you will, for that situation? Yeah, my intention was to, once the kids go down to bed, to have a conversation with Dave. Like, look, you know, online learning, you know, kind of stressful, kids overwhelmed at times, you know. He, you know, I find him taking breaks or playing on his phone or reaching out to friends or something, you know, kind of a conversation of this is what I'm noticing. Let's come to the table and figure out what can we do to remedy this? You know, okay. like today I took his phone because he lied to me, but the underlying issue is, you know, like there has to be something else, you know, like let's come to the table and figure out, is there something else? What, you know, just, the situation period, like just to kind of unpack it. Okay. To figure okay. out next steps. Okay. So Dave, you find the phone. Let's go to after you find the phone on the bed and you find out he had his phone taken and you find out the reason that you had, uh, that he had his phone taken, which I guess is, uh, is important here for you. So I'm hot son. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot. So let me tell you, so first, in our household, 
our kids don't get spanked. They've gotten, they only get a, one spanking per year. I mean, they don't get spanked. They, you know, good kids, well, but it's two things that I do not tolerate. First is disrespect. Mm. Second is lying. Was lying mm. to us is like a form of disrespect. You don't lie to us. You don't lie to professors. You do not lie. My kids also know if you make a mistake or do something wrong, you own that mistake. We talk about it. You may lose some privileges or whatever, but it's not like they fear getting spanked. So we just traditionally, and I'm not, we're not against spanking. We just don't really have to, you know, we, we manage it in other ways, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so lying for me is a fundamental, absolute no go. It's a triple no. It's a triple no. So the reason I was hot. So let me, let me, before I do that. So when I get home, I find out David has phone taken. So now all of a sudden, We've been hanging out. We've been in the car. I've been laughing, joking. We bought dinner. We bought dessert. Now I got to flip him like, David, you need to go to bed right now and go up there. I'm going to come talk to you because lying is something I don't, we just do not tolerate, period. Mm, So now I got to flip from being fun dad to angry dad and try to discipline, you know, our 10 year old son to acknowledge the fact that lying is, uh, is not tolerated because for him, he lost his phone. But he still got Chick-fil-A. He still got, mm. you know, candy at the grocery, at the gas station, all this stuff. It's like, oh, it's all good then. So now I got to be the bad guy that disciplines our son and tell him that, you know, the line is unacceptable and you need to go upstairs right away. So I'm feeling, first of all, like a fool because I don't know what's going on. And he doesn't know I don't know until later on. So I'm like a fool. So, you know, he's we's living it up, man. We having a ball. He party all the time, party all the time. Party all the time. <laughs> He had a he had a big fun. He had a big fun. Big fun in in, in you know, uh, but Baltimore. Also, then, then my frustration after I sent him to bed immediately, which is my frustration goes to Nicole. I'm like, look, similar to what I told you before, you text me all the time at work about any little thing. You text me if you find two dollars in the washing machine. You text me if the Girl Scout cookies have arrived. You text me when the package is at the door. You know, and Amazon and dropped off another package. But when he's lying, you can't send me a text and let me know, hey, David just got his phone taken for lying. That's something you can tell me. And then the response was, well, I didn't. I knew you had a lot going on. I didn't want to text that to you. So now what I hear is mm. you can't handle, you know, dealing with something like this at the same time you're trying to work. And hold on. I want to pause there. When you say, like, because this is the verbiage, right? When you say what I hear. And I feel like that's a uh, that's a great tool when it comes to I think breaking things down because it's what, like what I heard. Yeah, yeah was, what I heard instead of being like, oh, so you gone? It's like no, this is how I took that. So you know, now help me feel like yeah. it's not that. So, like so, go Nicole ahead. Nicole said, hey, I didn't want to send it to you or tell you because you were at work. And what I heard was you're not strong enough to manage work mm. and the news about David doing something that we know we don't condone. So then I'm like, you know, my frustration, I'm like, look, (laughs) I don't need you to help me determine what I can handle. I handle everything, you know, that goes on in this life. I have never, ever shown that I was unstable or that I was volatile or that I was going to fall off the ledge. I've never once in my life told Nicole, I can't take one more thing and I just can't take, it's never been that way. So, so in a, in a situation where she was trying not to add more, uh, by her admission, you took it as as I couldn't handle whatever you were like right. may have been scared to add, which was, you know, by your admission. So it was just a it was just a weird um, communication rift or, you know, it, it was a weird rift in communication where what she meant just kind of came off that's to you. Right. And some context with that. So I'm I'm alpha male. I mean I'm the, the breadwinner. So I mean when it comes to bills, finance, everything else, I take care of all that. Never never an issue, never a thought, you know? Wow, or man. and even the things that Nicole contributes to, I still manage. You know what I'm saying? Things like that as far as household. So for her to, you know, say and for me to hear, you know, well, I'll I'm gonna, you know, I felt like she was saying, I'm gonna manage what you deal right, with. Right, or right. I need to help you determine what you can handle because I don't want this to, you know, be the thing that disrupts what's going now, on. How did you how did you, Nicole, find like how did it get through to you that that's what he was saying? And Dave, how did you get to a point where, oh, that's not what she's saying? Like, but but still, this is how it made me feel. Like, how did you all get or claw your way back to, because there was a, you said she, or you were watching a movie or you were sitting on the couch and then she came out. What, what, what happened there? So I'm going to set up for Nicole. I'm going to help you because when I told Nicole <laughs> is I don't need your help in managing what I can handle. 
what Nicole heard was, I don't need your help. Womp, 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 womp. womp. <laughs> yes, I stopped listening after I don't need your help. What? Wow, language, huh? Language. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Nicole. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. How did you, what was your, um, just talk about how, you know, from there forward, how you, how you started that process back to, you know, from this is what I heard to you all hearing each other. Um, I think we handled it the way, you know, anytime we have a breakdown in communication, we sit up and we keep talking until we figure it out. Mm. Um, and Dave is very forthcoming with, you know, his feelings, his interpretation, you know, um, his perspective. And then I go silent. Mm, mm. And so I go silent because I'm trying to process and think it through. But yeah. instead, Dave's like, no, you need to think out loud, like say everything that comes to your mind out loud, you know, as you flush it out, say it out loud, because sitting and thinking it through in my mind isn't helping our relationship. Okay. Well, what happens, so to your point, we took it to the couch. It's kind of like, you know, hey, you got to take it to the grass sometimes. We got to take it to the couch. But in mm -hmm. that situation, and the way Nicole said it, I didn't want to think that like, hey, you need to say everything to come to your mind, like control. But I tell her, like, look, just just talk it out. Whatever you think it's talking, you don't have to frame perfect thoughts when you and I are just talking through challenges. Now, there, Nicole, did you find that to be useful information? Or were you saying, no, that's just not how I do things? That's useful information, and okay. I'm working on it. Oh, okay. Because okay. I talk to it, and I tell Nicole, <laughs> okay. sometimes, like, when I'm talking, I just share transparent thoughts, and I let it open. Now, I'm mindful of what I'm saying. I'm not, like, saying things and backing them down because I didn't mean to say this this way. I'm saying things that help me shape it up while I'm talking. I'm putting, you know I mean? I'm just very transparent, just letting it flow, but still doing it respectfully. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A okay. cuss word or two may come out of there, but I'm not cussing at her. It just may yeah. be in, in, the, in the discussion. But the challenge with this is that when we're sitting here talking and Nicole is processing, bro, no joke. We may go five minutes before a sound, before Nicole says a word. There's no sound. We're sitting there literally looking at the sky, looking at the ceiling, looking mm. at each other, looking at the wall before okay. Nicole comes with something. So that's the part where I'm like, look, this is a communication. I'm not trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk with you. And I need okay. you to communicate, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not framed up, even if you don't know exactly the right way to say it, just say it. And I'm okay with you reshaping it or, or saying, hey, no, that may not be the best example. What I really mean is this. But to go dead silent for several minutes and then, you know, try to deliver yeah. something. It's, yeah. it's, tough. it's not It's hard to have a conversation that yeah. way. You know? So how did you, I mean, so what was the, la I mean, I still want to get to the part where you all, or, or that was the process of you getting past that. If you know, you figuring out that maybe I should talk Nicole and then Dave, you figuring out, you know, that she has shut down because she heard, you know, me say, I don't need you. And then, you know, how did you all find the, the middle ground on that particular topic? I think some of that is now first disclaimer is I'm comfortable in silence. I'm not one of those folks that has to say something or whatever just for it to say. So I'm comfortable in silence, but I understand that Nicole's a processor. So sometimes I may add a little bit more context about what I'm saying to help her think mm. through how she wants to respond or something like that. Like I don't stop it at question mark, you know, and then I expect her to answer. I don't put her on the spot that way. You know, I, I may talk through what I'm thinking or how it comes off and how I hear it or how it makes me feel and then ask additional context with either an example Wait, or something like that. So the silence, although you, you say you weren't, you, you're comfortable with silence, but your silence at that moment, you were uncomfortable with because you were in the middle of something? No, it's yeah, because I'm comfortable with silence, but it's not a conversation when there's big blocks of silence in there. So overall comfortable with silence. It, so I don't it, feel like it. that's what we feel all the time, but this is a situation where we're having a conversation, which is okay. not a time for silence, you know? So like Nicole has to have... TV on in the background when she goes to bed, music playing when she's studying yeah. all that stuff. I'm I'm comfortable in silence. I'm comfortable sitting there laying in the bed, saying absolutely nothing in the morning after waking up and just laying there for okay. you know thirty minutes okay. now thinking. So you know, so I'm comfortable with silence. It's just but in a conversation. Yeah. So y'all sitting on the couch. You sitting on the couch. She come out. She says, "Oh, you you know you want to watch a movie," 
and you're you don't want to watch a movie because you're just like, nah, we ain't we ain't passed that thing yet. That's and exactly right. And then that's how I assume that's how you all did the final, you know, bunch of conversations that eventually brought you to to um, understanding each other. Or was it, it is. And what's funny, we just had this conversation a couple nights ago where there was no disagreement. And, you know, um, I told Nicole, I said, I don't know how you pretend as though nothing's going on or there's nothing wrong with that we need to talk about and pretend like everything's all good, like want to watch a movie or a show. So it's like, you know, I feel as though I always have to be the one to initiate the conversation when there's a conversation that needs to be had. And there's no question in my mind, and Nicole can speak to this, that she feels the tension and feels that there's a conversation that needs to be had, but she just avoids the conversation by trying to say, hey, is, you want to watch the show or you want dessert? No, I want no damn is dessert. Is it that... Is it that you just want to have the conversation earlier than she's done the earlier than it takes for her to process it? Or you don't feel like she's going to bring it up at all? No, she won't bring it up at all. I, I feel like she won't bring it up because we're talking about hours later. So this may be something that happens during the day. What? Now, this part I'm talking about is like a nightcap. The kids are already in the bed. We yeah. sit on the couch, she and I, and there's or we're in the bed, and it's just she and I, and yeah. there's nobody else around. Nicole, is, how do you feel about it? Like, is that is that accurate? Or is it that you feel, do you feel like, oh, I'm going to bring it up? just didn't bring it up yet or would you say hey i'd rather not i wait for it to come up later um it could be a combination but mostly the latter like no mostly the latter okay 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 she thinks the little uh she thinks them little uh lingerie draws on uh solve the problem. <laughs> not, not the lingerie <laughs> i ain't in that headspace right now i'm trying to talk about what just you know uh, so i i heard a um oh okay so that was a great moment Two examples, my my grandfather and grandmother, my mom's parents, they they made a conscious effort to not argue in front of them. They're you know my mom and her four siblings, and then which I always looked at, I was like, oh that's that's kind of dope, but you know, and then fast forward to uh, married at first sight, where yeah. uh, uh, Clara says that. Um, or even Clara's mom said, we probably didn't teach her the best conflict resolution skills because we didn't argue in front of them. How do you all feel about that? Do you think one leads to the other or do you think it's you can you know still provide one without, you know so, I mean, without necessarily bickering in front of them? That's a great question. I'll let Nicole speak to her side and if she saw her parents on that. But on mine, um, I, didn't, I saw my parents when they were married discussing things but I never, they didn't really argue, but I did see them communicating. I did see them talking to things. I saw them having disagreements, okay. but I also did see them having conversations about things. Now, you know, we, we wasn't at the dinner table per se, but, you know, they may be sitting down in the kitchen, you know, talking, sitting at the table and, and you know, Courtney and I may be sitting on the couch in the family room or something playing Nintendo, you know, or, okay. or doing something like that. But I can hear them having conversations. And even okay. if they didn't agree with something, they would say, hey, we, we can talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Okay, but do you do you think that that has a direct reflection on um, the kids' ability to you know have a good conflict resolution skills, or or is that or is that something completely different? Uh, good question. I, I mean, Ooh, I love the silence though. It, it was a good question. So I would say, without having given it any earlier thought or really, I know it was kind of heavy. I, I just think, laid it on. I, I do yeah. think that, like, so our kids, they may see us disagree about things, but they don't. I mean, we don't argue in front of the kids. We don't really argue anyway. We may right, have right, right, right. things, but I also think the way that we communicate with our kids and talk to our kids about things that they need to work through themselves, either conflicts between siblings or with decisions that they make, you know the way we have an open uh, form of conversation and talk through things. And, you know, like Dave, we have father-son talks. We'll go in the room, close the door and talk, whatever. I think gives them the safe space to have those uh, discussions in a safe place to share how he feels without thinking like it's dad's way or no way. But, got you know, it, that, when it. I tell him, when I give you, when I tell you something to do, you know, I expect to, okay, I expect it to be done. If you feel like there's a reason why, whatever else it is, let's talk about it. Let's talk about let's it after you do it. what I told you to do. Got but then we can it. talk about it. And I told him, you know, we have that's we have a, a thing. That's our model. Like we have father-son talk, safe space, which means you can kind of say safe whatever space. respectfully, and you can okay. say how you felt or why you that's thought good. that I may have, you know, either so told give them should have done differently or why I didn't give you a chance to explain why you were supposed to why you're going to do something other than what I told you okay. to do. So, so it allows them to that. communicate. I, I also yeah. tell my son and tell Madison. Madison probably not as much as David. 
when I'm wrong and tell me, hey, I should have handled that differently. I apologize to you. Wow. You know, I wow. should have, you know, listened to you before I told you to go do this. Understand there was something else going Man. on. So that's, imagine that's, tell them like that i apologize that's something i mean growing up it was like if you don't if you don't if you don't get out my face you were about hey, to hear nothing like that hey because you know for us man you got to play parents man even when they wrong they right you know yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely so right quick um and to that i think that that you know allow them to do that you know i think it pumps up their um that that communication muscle which is good when it comes to um, you know, conflict resolution. Um, and, and right quick, and, and we're going to wrap it up. I know I've had y'all for a while. Thank you so much for doing this, oh, man. Oh, this has been great. If you could just talk about, even though we've kind of been talking about, but just your, you know, your struggles and your, you know, and in the last year of this doggone pandemic and having to work and having kids still have to go to school and need things and being all in the house. Just talk to me a little bit about your experience in the last, you know, 11 months. Oh, I think we have had a very positive experience. That's good. Um, you know, we've laughed and joked about, you know, everyone go to a different floor. <laughs> you know, it's time to get up. Like, nope, you go upstairs to the playroom, <laughs> right, you get to the right. middle level, you go to the basement, or even you go to this bedroom and you yeah. go to this, you know. But um, in terms of actually listening and hearing each other and the needs, um, and then actually following through, you know, if there are things that we need to do, such as get out the house. Mm -hmm. You know, finding new things to do and trying new things together has been nice. You know, like we found a an all trails app. So we um oh, were nice. out walking in nice. the forest, you know, okay. uh playing in playing in a stream. Okay. You know, random things that we haven't done before. <clears throat> I so think that's pretty helpful. Okay. Um we have some nice aromatherapy going in the house. Nice. So, you know, that kind of helps to provide balance. Um, you know, or to lessen worries. There are different things that we've kind of done. You know, we look at different recipes and trying new things. Um, we nice. don't get into, because we even noticed, you know, previously it was, you know, all the laundry, 11 loads on the weekend and the grocery store. So, you know, you hit three stores, 11 loads of laundry, kids need mm. this school. I have this coming up for work. Let me finish you know, preparing my things for work and having this has really caused us to slow down. Um, I guess mostly me, <laughs> you okay. know, in order to be still and to be content in silence. Um, even if I am silent, I'll still work on like a puzzle though or something. Cause I won't okay. sit completely still, but I'm working on it. Oh, so we couldn't eat for two hours because not just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, like, how's your experience been in, you so know, in this past seven been, months? So one, I've enjoyed you know spending more time with the family. Don't get me wrong; I miss my office every once in a while. Sometimes I'm like, look, I need to, <laughs> I need to yeah. go back in office. You know, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Cause I, you know, I appreciate the interaction. I thrive on you know relationships, things like that. So I enjoy that. But I do enjoy being home. I enjoy you know the kids stopping up here and you know being able to say what's up during the day because I get a chance to see them more now than I did before. Um, it also gives me a chance to do a little bit more. Nicole, I mean, I did most of the laundry day. I mean, you know, uh, so, you know, those times when she's uh -huh. teaching at home, you know, I try to knock out some of that stuff or we'll try to figure out so I'm able to do a little bit more in between meetings and help out a little bit more at the house. Okay. But I think, okay. you know, kind of bringing it to the context specifically, I know you're doing this about relationships and stuff. I know one thing for us, which we have to be intentional about, is we can't take for granted the fact that we talk through the day about, like, things that need to be done, about what are we having for dinner, um, what is going on, you know, um, with schoolwork or what has happened and, and take that as, you know, us building together and on our relationship. So we have to find, you know, time intentionally to, you know, just talk and not talk about specific things that need to be done. Get out of the execution mode and planning mode. So every time we talk, it's not about we need to do this. We need to don't forget to do that. We got to pick up this. So we need to go to the store and do that. But more about so you know how is your day how you feeling you know what's happening you know things like yeah, that okay so okay. you know we we okay. are trying to be more intentional about that you know we'll let the kids spend the weekend with my mom who thankfully is is here in Nashville now hey, so we get a chance to have our our home date nights and things like that where we make yeah. you know make cocktails watch a movie together and hang out and pick up dinner and bring it here and 
you know, do stuff like that. So just try to intentionally, you know, make sure that just because we're all in the house all the, all day, mm-hmm. you know, we still want to make sure that we're, you know, pouring into our relationship as Got well. In the marriage. That's good. That's great. That's great. Um, Man, that was a lot. This gonna have to be a two parter, man. I'm gonna have to make this a look because you you got on me for uh my my long episode a couple weeks ago, like three hours. <laughs> I was dying, man. But um, hey, it did get it did get me through a road trip though, so I appreciate you. Oh, let's get it, let's get it. So so um just right quick for uh the younger couples out there, you know, people having you know questions, problems, whatever. Just three pieces of advice on longevity. I want from from either of you one or three one or three you know it had to be anything too complex but uh i'll start with you nicole well let me start because i know last time nicole went first let me give her an opportunity you know she's a processor let nicole think oh let her process got it you know i can freestyle let me let me let nicole process so hang um, up on my own show i'm gonna hang up on it go ahead first and foremost i say that you have to respect each other and understand what your fundamental you know kind of uh, pillars are so, you know, for me, it's communication. For Nicole, you know, it's something different. So you have to really respect each other and understand what is that thing that you really have to, you know, protect, cherish, and, you know, ensure that you don't violate, you know, that, that area of respect and trust. Yeah, yeah. So secondly, I think, is um, communication, early and transparent communication. You have to tell people how they feel. You know, if, if you don't share the fact that leaving your clothes beside the hamper instead of in the hamper just irritates you, then you're going to have a tough day. And at one time, there's something laying beside the hamper. It's going to make you just blow up. And it's going to get to a point where it's like, I can't take this shit no more. Got you know, it, it. So I think having a communication about things early, about your expectations, being open and honest about communication on where you may have, you know, had a shortfall or should have handled something differently is okay. Being transparent and things like that are okay. I think third, you know, for me, it's probably going to be, you know, I mean, be vulnerable, man. I mean, especially for young people who haven't been you know, married before. So my parents divorced when I was 10, 11 or so. So right now, for me, where I am in my life right now, this is new territory. You know, I was about the same age as David when my mm. parents divorced. So yeah. I know that I don't have all the answers. I mean, I may not make every right decision. I will have right intentions or good intentions, but yeah. my delivery, my execution, my mannerism, things like that may not always represent themselves in the right way. And being open to receive feedback, receive your partner or other people's comments and those things is the only way that you're going to improve. Because if you feel like can't nobody tell me nothing or you know what, you know, I mean, I'm trying to do things right. I ain't trying to hear that. Then it's just going to continue to, to create tension and create an environment where, you know, your spouse is not going to be comfortable sharing how they feel about those things because yeah. you're not receptive to it, you know, yeah. or not going to be okay. willing to, to own that and make change. Okay. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. We, Good stuff. You still processing, Nicole? Yeah. Look, look, I think I got a nugget. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> Let me get that nugget. I agree with everything Dave just said, but I would also oh, add. Oh, I thought that was your nugget. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hang up. Okay. No, I'd also add, um, you know, to the communication of being honest, being open. And then not only that, but surrounding yourself with people who also believe in marriage. And being able to have those conversations, you know, thinking like iron sharpens iron, you know, having conversations with other other couples, you know, where you can laugh about things, joke about things, but they end up creating dialogue, you know, or, or even, you know, when we're watching different shows about relationships, like married at first sight, you know, some, especially the fishbowl questions. You know, we pause and we have those conversations. Yeah. You know, uh, okay. Late night pillow talk is still my absolute favorite. That's good. Um, where we sit and you we'll know, whether that it's com- hard oh, that we pulled or you know something that's just been on our mind that we talk about. That's beautiful. Yeah. And if you're not going to take financial advice from somebody or parenting advice, don't take no damn marriage advice from those folks. Mm, got you it. You know, I mean, got you it. can't talk to everybody about every situation. You know, got I mean, you. Can't talk to people that aren't in a healthy marriage about how to be in a healthy marriage. Now you can learn what not to do, what learn some of the yeah. faults and trip right. ups and stuff right. like that. But you have to. And and one other thing too is you got to be careful with um, what you say to everyone. Like Nicole said mm-hmm. about people that pour into you. So you know you can't talk to folks only when somebody does something wrong and you got have the one person got that it. you vent to. 
because that's what they're going to be, be thinking, able to yeah. put the context of all things they they do right or all the rest of the context to be able to give you good advice. You know, Got they're going to give you advice based on what they get from you and what their experience is, which through you may not be positive. You know, you may good have stuff. all the positive things and you share the negative with your person. Like, girl, let me tell you what he did. Or, man, let mm, me tell you about this, you know. It. And then that person is going to give you feedback based on that context, wow. which may not always and be, you know, be right. in, no. in the best interest of the relationship, you know. Yo, that's amazing, y'all. Yeah, this is going to definitely be a two-parter. Um, yeah, I appreciate you. I owe y'all I owe y'all some cookies or something for letting me keep y'all up this late. No <laughs> right. You owe me some Chilean sea bass, brother. I don't know oh, you're so okay, bad. <laughs> I was some broccolini. Broccolini? Oh, that's Mad funny. Stupid. I need some Chilean sea bass. Hey, that's know. funny. I don't want no damn cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna get a box of plain shortbreads from it. Yo, let me say this, man. I uh love both of y'all from the bottom of my heart. Uh thank you for doing this. Uh can't miss y'all, love y'all. Can't wait to see y'all again. I don't know when that's gonna be, but we'll make it happen. And uh you two are a great example to anybody, but definitely to me, of uh of a great relationship, a great parents and great friends. Um and uh, I honor you two for that. Thank you so much. And uh, here, back at you. I'm giving her the heart. Y'all can't see it. We're doing this by video chat. And we're but, still uh, together. Still together. <laughs> and we still together. But uh, anyway, love y'all. I Doc, love you too, brother. Love y'all, man. man. Shake them, shake them. Shake these. Let's get it. Nicole, don't do that. Don't do uh. that. Candace, you either, because I know you're out uh. there. Stop Can it. Can I say it? Don't play. What? No, don't no. you do it. Nope. <laughs> One shake. Nope. Ain't no shakes. Them? Ain't, nope. ain't no shakes. Shake them, nope. shake them. No, nope. not, not at all. <laughs> right with you. Right with you. Yep, I'll be there in a moment. Uh, all right, y'all. Love you, man. Love you too, bro. And there you have it, um, part two of David and Nicole Martin. Um, if you made it this far to the podcast, you know, hope you got something out of that. Um, hope you, if nothing else, just enjoyed the interview. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe you got a lesson or, or uh, you know, something that resembled um, a situation that you were in. Hopefully it helped you, whatever. Um, again, we got into some inside baseball there. I cooked. I cooked for, uh, for everybody the last time I was there. So, and I made uh, Chilean sea bass and, you know, um, I mean, you know, listen, man, a little mashed sweet potato situation, broccolini. Shut up. Light work. Shut up. Shut up talking to me. It's light work. Um, anyway, that was fun. Um, you know, we talk about some of this stuff all the time, but it was fun to like, you know, kind of get it out of them. Uh, and, and just to see how it plays out in an interview. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was fun for me, man. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you could feel the love. Uh, two of my favorite people there, so um, I look to I look up to them as far as love and 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 a lot of things are concerned. But you know, all successful uh, relationships, we should be able to kind of get something from you know. Um, but yeah, man. Anyway, I'm not gonna keep talking to you. Uh, oh, I was going to, I was going to do, I was going to do um, every Monday and Friday, but I decided that I didn't want to step on the episodes, right? Because if I do one, if I release one on Friday, um, then by Monday, if I do another episode, what happens is, um, it, you know, if I had millions of listeners or hundreds of thousands of listeners, then that'd be different. And people would know to just tune in, get in where you fit in. But what's happening is people are not listening to the old episode once I post a new one. So, um I'm just going to release these week after week. I, I shot, uh, I did another episode with my homegirl with Shonda. You'll be hearing that after uh, Love Week is over, uh, Love Month is over. So um, I'll just be doing them one a week. Um, uh, you know, just so we don't step on the other interview, uh, the other interviews. Okay, uh, sorry about that uh, mix up. I know some of you may have been like, "Wait a minute, Monday." Some couple people hit me up. Was like, "Yo, where you at? What happened Monday?" And let me tell you, when y'all do that, that um, just to notice somebody's listening to me talk shit, 
I appreciate it. Even though I know it at this point in time, it's been over, it's been a year and a half. Um, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you rocking with me. Appreciate your feedback and all that good stuff. So, um, but you know, uh, just wanted to update you on that. So until then, you know, I'm going to close it out the same way. Um, each moment you have the opportunity to move forward uh, into growth or to move backwards into comfort. I hope that you choose growth and stay safe, wear a mask and uh, love your people and uh, tell them you love them. And um, yeah, until next week, man. I'm going to holla at y'all. Let's get it.